Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of She had to get married. Dear Pod. Captain Crunch Chicken. Explain. So she's one of the initial <laughs> investors of Planet Hollywood, I believe. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, Demi Moore. And so I guess she added oh. to the menu, and one of her things that she contributed was the Captain Crunch Chicken. So I guess instead of like Shake and Bake and I Helped, it's Captain Crunch. I know this because I worked... At Planet I, well, Hollywood? Well, I trained for Planet Hollywood. Oh, that's right. But then they put the menu in front of you and you said, I don't have the time to memorize this. I, don't, I can't memorize to save my life. Uh-uh. It's very difficult for me to memorize. I didn't realize that those four actors are responsible for Planet, shitty Planet Hollywood. I believe so, yeah. It's still around, right? I walked past it the other day. It's no longer the big thing that it was. Mm. I don't know who the fuck would go there now. Don't I really dare don't. me. Don't dare me. I will go. I will go. I mean, with it was you. a huge restaurant. When it I was, was training, ma- I was oh like, this God. is enormous. Yeah, it was a big deal because it's like, oh my God, any star at any time could walk into Planet Hollywood. The hell they would. Yeah, you bet your ass. Not for Demi Moore's Crab and Cut's Chicken. <laughs> it, sometimes what I like to do is I like to eat glass. And then I put that in the Captain Crunch too. And then I smoke five <laughs> packs of Pearl, Marlboro Reds. Captain Crunch chicken with mashed potatoes. Gross. How about like when people like prepare chickens and then they rip up the skin and shove their hand in it? Oh my God. I can't do it. I can't. First of all, I don't. Even you saying that is upset. Because I had to. I don't eat things that are on the bone. I don't. I don't do ribs. No. I don't I do don't chicken either. wings. I like. Remember, I told you about my friend who went like deep throat a chicken wing. Yes. And it's upsetting to watch on like a a carnivorous level. I'm like, stop it. Just order another twelve, rather I, than suck the life out of that one. Marks and I went to uh, this resort in um, where were we? Utah somewhere. Uh, I forgot where it was. I was gonna guess. And this woman ordered wings by the pool. Now, here's the thing about why I think this is a bad idea. <laughs> Around the pool, I feel like at any moment, you're probably going to go in the pool, right? Oh. So if you have something messy, like a chicken wing or a um, a rib or um, like a messy burger or Why anything. do you want to eat anything by the pool? It's like Elizabeth Banks in Wet Hot American Summer, if you've ever seen that. She's like, she's right by a lake and she's eating a burger and she has ketchup all over her face and she's like, we should make out. Don't eat by a pool. What do you, it's not relaxing also. Like there's something about. Eating in public with, while you're bearing some skin. You're bearing some skin and you're most likely on a chaise lounge. Correct. Like, so there's an element of. Eating and laying backwards that I'm not that like eating shouldn't be happening in a in a prone position. I'm too busy flexing and sucking in. I cannot possibly eat it. Shove something down my throat while I'm supine. That's the word I'm looking for. Supine. Supine means on your back. Supine. 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 (laughs) 
Sorry. Bless Sorry. It's allergy it. season. It is allergy pain. season. We are in spring. Doesn't it feel nice, though? Yeah, but it's 60 degrees out. I know. That's it. <laughs> but I'm still like, I'm, I'm always like, oh, my God, it's so sunny. And then I walk out. And I'm like, I just need to be like five degrees warmer. It's, oh, it's 64. Yeah, I still need it to be five degrees warmer. Your mom could have told me this, but it's going to rain tomorrow. Oh, God, no! Patty, I don't know. Do you want the weather? She couldn't be more bothered. Hey, by the time this comes out, so I can talk about this on this episode, because it will be, I believe, on the back end, my parents' 50th anniversary. How was it? It was amazing. <laughs> I'm sure that I definitely alienated my parents. If there's a way to get my mother not to talk to me, it's to host a surprise party. Well, Why did you do that, Aaron? I don't like being the center of attention. Then why is she calling into our podcast? Exactly. The lady doth protest too much on the air. 50, 50, 50 years. Together? Together. I had to think? think about that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Let me check. Yep, that is confirmed. If you live through the 70s and 80s, you are just in it for the long haul together. I guess. But I have to, I had to uh, order a cake for the party. My mother likes her cakes from this place in Somerville, Mass, called Lindell's. They have provided every cake for every occasion that my family has ever had, ever. Is it penis shaped? Well, no, no, that's for Christmas. Oh. We save the porn cakes for, you As know, one does. Jesus's birthday. But, uh, we always joke around that my parents, they call themselves droopy and saggy. <laughs> That's so In a hot. loving way. Oh, give it to me, saggy. Oh, it's like looking down the barrel of a gun was coming. <laughs> so they call themselves droopy and saggy. So I then had to call the cake place to order said cake and say to the guy, uh, yeah, can you put happy 50th anniversary droopy and saggy? And, you know, he's all business. So he's like, okay, can you spell that? And I was like, D-R-O-O-P-Y. And I started laughing. Laughing because that's Yeah, because I'm I'm spelling droopy and saggy for them to put it on my parents' (laughs) anniversary cake. And then I just start laughing, and then he starts laughing. He goes, hey, it's your cake. Uh, I was like, oh, are you French? I am now. Oui, oui, your cake is uh, le droopy, le saggy. Le I don't know. I don't know. I just make make a pastry in in Boston, Mass. But I'm at a duty. Ew, now he's Asian. Now we've gone to it. Now we've gone offensive. Oh, I didn't know that. I... I don't know. It sounded like you know when you think you do an impression and then you Always. realize you're like, oh, I don't sound anything like what I. Yeah, I do an Australian impression and then I'm like, oh, did I offend somebody? Oh, I don't think that. I'm just like, oh, it sounded so much better in my head. Yeah. Always. Always. That was me in dialects class. And then the the British teacher was like, Erin, you've got to slow down. <laughs> I was like, listen, you're on my turf now, Broad. You understand? You better start speaking fast and with a little bit of zip, zip, zip. I got things to do and I can't be bothered with your slow, relaxed talking. You're in like a long pencil skirt and like a fascinator. Yeah. And a blouse. And like a, a ledger, a ledger yeah. in my arm. Like, uh, Aaron, what decade are you in? I don't know. The 20s, right? Help me with this abacus, will you? The ya? 2020s. <laughs> Everybody always did have a ledger in their hands. Yeah. Well, a Heath ledger. <laughs> oh, oh too soon. I was l- reading an article about Kathy Lee Gifford the other day. Mm. 
Yes. What was this in in Wine magazine? What <laughs> magazine picked this one up? Uh, young Christian and single. Oh, YCS. <laughs> she was talking about how she kind of fell into these positions that she had, you know, with uh, Regis and Kathy Lee, yeah. and then her and Hoda, which surprisingly went on for like years. I didn't even. I thought it was like three years. I think it was like ten years or something. Yeah, they've been around a minute. Right. Mm-hmm. And then her and Regis had been going on for like 20 years or some shit. Such a good gig. <clears throat> and she's like, she's she's like, I'm very fortunate. This is really wonderful. But my dream thing is what I'm doing right now. Which is what? What is she doing right now? <laughs> she's like. She's like, I'm she, drinking at 9 a.m. instead of 10 a.m. <laughs> Come on a carnival cruise. Yeah, she's very like into her, you know, like, religion and being positive, which is kind of funny because she's very religious, but yet very irreverent and, mm-hmm. you know, obviously can talk to anybody. Well, I think those is, things can mutually exist. Well, right. But a lot of times you only see the one side. You only see like the, you know, the like, you're going to go to hell, kind of like the Candace Cameron, which is kind of mm-hmm, funny, mm-hmm. but you know, like, you know, as soon as you're done talking, she's like, he's going straight to hell because he's homosexual. Yeah, you know and then that, she right? bathes in holy water. Right. To undo. Mm-hmm. Unholy! But, uh, so she was like, her, what she's doing now is like taking time to enjoy the simple things in life and like producing like Christian movies. Or, I don't know what the fuck she was talking about. But like, <laughs> it's so interesting it's something because... something about you saying, I don't know what the fuck, but whatever. <laughs> uh, something to do with Jesus. So she's like all about the religion right now. She's religious. It's just interesting how... She's like not discrediting all the stuff that she did, but you know, all the stuff that she is able to do now is mm-hmm. more fulfilling. Which I would be like, God, I would just love to. What a lovely position to be in, where she's right? like, Well, I've already made my nut. Now I can go off and be, I'm gonna sell some holy sweaters for Sears. Do you remember when she sang the theme, the theme song on the cruise ship? Yes, yes. In the morning, in the evening, and we got fun. And. Oh. Carnival's got the fun. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you. I told you that I wrote a, a show for a cruise ship, right? I I'm going to keep so. all the names out of it, but brand new ship. And we were like the first ones to go on it. Let me tell you what is like the coolest and creepiest thing ever is to be on a fully functional empty ship. So like the casino was moving. All the, st- all the pieces are moving. All the lights are on. And there's no one on it. And Hello? you know the ships Hello? are huge, Hello? and all I could think of was the movie Ghost Ship, where everybody gets sliced in half and sl- fucking Super great. Awesome. I am sorry, that is a great movie. I love that Ghost Ship. Go and watch it right now. Is that the Juliana Margulies when everyone gets decapitated at the beginning of the yes, movie? Yes, yes. But the best part is they all get decapitated, and you think they're fine until everybody's bodies slowly slide off. Right. To this, I was like, this is the most amazing <laughs> opening teaser to a movie I have ever seen in my life. But so, you know, we're walking around and uh, we're just checking out all these different like areas of the boat. And it was just so creepy. There was like a a Margaritaville and and it's just haunted looking because you're like, oh, it's there, but nobody's making any drinks yet. And I fully expected like a guy to show up and be like, hello, Mr. Torrance. Do you want an Alabama slammer? This is Margaritaville. Like, that's my shining right there is being on that cruise ship. Can you just imagine over, like, the loudspeaker, like a slow version of what Kathy Lee Griffin <laughs> just sang? I gotta get off the ship! <laughs> but on every ship, there's a morgue in case somebody dies, and sure. there is a padded cell. And my friend told me about it, the one who got me the cruise ship job, and he said, 
the first time he went on a brand new ship and, you know, they were the first ones there and they were rehearsing the show on the ship. And somebody was like, you got to go down and check this this out. Check out the padded cell. And I don't know what motherfucker. This is a genius. But somebody hid in there. And he went in and he went to go look in the window. And the other guy just flap hit his hand up on the window. Scared the ever living shit out of my friend. And the good thing is, you know, he was on the poop deck. Yeah. So that's the best place to go. be. I, I've been obsessed with that room ever since. The padded cell on a carnival cruise. Like, I like that up up above, like two levels up above, people are like doing shuffleboard and jacuzzis and oh my God, there's a water slide. Three levels below deck, there is a padded cell with somebody who lost Jack their Dawson. goddamn mind. <laughs> exactly. It's a Jack Dawson cell. Cruise ships. I hate them. Don't want to go on them. My parents already are booked on one <clears throat> in 2022. Remember how we were like, oh, cruise ships are going to go away. Is Welcome this- to Deer Pod, Caribbean Cruise. Oh, my God. We would 100%. <laughs> You're telling me if tomorrow somebody called us and they were like, we want to book Deer Pod for a carnival. Yes. Yes. What is it? Where is it going? Guam? I don't give a shit. Are we going to get stuck in the canal, the Suez Canal? Can you just imagine? Hey, guys. Great show. couple things. Stop ripping apart the cruise. <laughs> You can't make fun of the captain. You can't make fun of us. You can't make fun of the shitty food. Yeah. You can't make fun of the, the woman that you just pu- saw puke over and the don't side. don't tell everyone about the padded room anymore. And don't talk about the undertow. Okay. <laughs> okay. And can we please not talk about the outbreak on the Lido deck? Yeah. Okay. Like, the H1N1. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Just keep it quiet. Keep yeah. It have, yeah. Here's a bat sandwich. Enjoy. We're going to pay only half because we want to get you guys off this ship. <laughs> 100%. We're available. Dear Pod is available for all your best shitty cruises, Kathy Lee. <gasps> Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Kaplan. Ooh, and I'm Faye Resnick. Ooh, I didn't expect that after you wrote it down in a napkin. <laughs> and we're coming to you from the Maha Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Hey, 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 can I hear it? No, Heimlich Maneuver, developed by Dr. Heimlich, who woke up one night, obviously, and went, her fist, a hand, hoochah, 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 lobster. Eddie Izzard. Um, can you read Upside Down? Why? Well, because you... Oh, no, I didn't actually read Faye Resnick. Oh, okay. I just wanted to mess with your head. <laughs> so this Shut week, up, Aaron. this very week, like all goddamn weeks, we're serving you up the newspaper articles of Ann Landis and Dear Abby. We're presenting them to you like a... Baked Alaska from the 1980s. We're lighting them on fire. We're delivering them to your table side with a fine Merlot. We're reading their newspaper articles. That's what we do. That's just what we do here. So just follow us. Farler us. Farler us. I have, a, I have lazy mouth today. Oh, lazy. Uh, uh, follow us on your social medias, will ya? At Dear Part Official on your Instagram, your Twitter, and your Face Place. Uh, check out our website, DearPartOfficial.com, where you can find every last damn episode. We're coming up on two years, people, so get ready. Lube up. Email us, DearPartOfficial at gmail.com with any of your advice, questions. And finally, what, what's the perfect gift that you can give to us to celebrate two years of quality comedy content? A kidney? Next best thing, a Patreon subscription. Ah, yes. I would rather have a Patreon subscription than a kidney. Any day of the week for three American dollars or five American dollars, or I don't know what the uh, Canadian exchange rate is on that, but uh, for a very small amount of money, you can send it to us, and we're going to send you fun things in return. So do it. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Dear Pod Official, because we funny. Indeed.
<laughs> if my friends could see me, they'd never believe it. <laughs> oh my God. They're on a fun ship cruise. Cruise. Fun uh, ship cruise. Was it a fun ship cruise, though, really? And I think that my family is taking a carnival cruise next year. I think it's Carnival's carnival. got the fun. Ooh! <laughs> Woo! And the way they always, like, my family loves a cruise, and they're just like, it's like a floating city. There's so much to do. It's a, a real city. city. If, if they had New York in the 70s. <laughs> I'm just saying that's the kind of theme cruise I want to see like an all horror I would actually take ghost ship I would take a ghost ship cruise before I would take a regular carnival cruise what if like one was like like New York in the 70s the next was just like um, like just like a like a slaughter floor like everything's just like a Ryan Murphy like everything's just covered there's just Uh dead people everywhere yeah yeah I like this yeah yeah do it themed I say do it do each different floor a different country, even. But don't tell anybody who got on the ship what it is that they. And make them third world countries. Right. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, there's all sand on the second floor, you guys. Just yeah. all sand. But it's just like a sandstorm. It's not like, oh, it's like a. like a. Ow, my eyes, it burns. <laughs> Ow, the second it's floor so burns. Hot. Ow. There's a lot of fans down there. Okay. So this week, our yes. theme is very exciting driving. <laughs> just a driver's just theme. Everybody, driving. Ba, ba, da, ba. Driving. Driving. <laughs> driving cars, driving boats. I like to think I'm a very good driver. I'm worried about my Jules driving at night recently, what? though. He does a lot of the, uh, uh, like the abrupt stop where it's, uh, uh. Well, you don't like my driving either, so. No, you're a nightmare. You wield your, and you wonder why your car has a million dents in it now. It doesn't have a million dents, Well, that's Aaron. because of your garage. <laughs> But I, why do you fancy yourself a good driver? Uh, I find myself an aggressive driver. Yes, that is a very good word for you. Also, because you have a car that has a very short nose, so you understand when you're stopping uh-huh. where the car will stop. And I don't understand that. So that's why I hold on mm-hmm. for dear life to any side of your car that I can get. I think I have become a backseat driver. I think I've been a backseat driver, but I learned that from my mother, who once thought that I wasn't stopping fast enough, and she saw people crossing in a crosswalk, and she thought that I was going to hit them, and in that moment, she instinctually took her left arm and swung it across with, the with like, it was like the hammer of Thor, and she hit me in the <laughs> chest. Like, she, like, I got a fist in the middle of my chest, and I was like, ugh, which is ultimately more dangerous as I was stopping and I, it would have like prompted me to hit the gas, you know? It's called counterintuitive to what you want to have happen. I I think we did talk about driving. This is when Elwanda Greer was my driver. Oh my God, that's right. Elwanda Greer's driving school. Shout out to Elwanda. Oh, God it's rest her soul. It's been a minute. Yeah. Have you ever been in car accidents? There's mm. nothing worse than that feeling. I was in a car accident on the way to my to see my dad in the hospital. <gasps> oh my God. Mm-hmm. Way to bring the pod down, yeah. but now I have to ask. Was it a bad accident? No, I was, you know, I was, I was at work. I was at this advertising agency in Chicago and they're like, I hey, think you should come. You need to come to the hospital now. So I'm like, excuse me, I have to, I have to leave my, you know, I have to go. Um, and so I got in my car and I'm driving and I'm just like not, it's kind of like the movies where you're kind of, 
you're you know that you're 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 in your car, you know where you're going, mm-hmm. but your your mind is a little off. Oh, steel magnolias. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, wasn't thinking. I didn't. I didn't break in time. I hit the car in front of me, and I hit the car in front of me. <gasps> uh, or that car hit another car, and that car was actually my cousin. So my oh! cousin gets out, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just I'm I'm just trying to get to the hospital. He's like, so am I. Like I'm, I'm sorry, like and so like he kind of like helped what was happening because he was like his dad is gonna die and he's going to the hospital. Was was there? What about the person in between you? I think he kind of took. I think he's a lawyer, so I think he kind of took care of it. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Okay, that resolved better than I thought it would yeah. in a really bizarre, creepy it's way. A very, it was like that whole day was like a blur, but yet oh. also I can remember very specifically. Yeah, most of it. But anyway. Wow. Um, yeah, so uh, this let's is talk a comedy about podcast. Uh, so if they could see, see me now here on, on a fun ship cruise, cruise, eating fancy chowder, I'm eating shitty crab legs, drinking shitty booze. <laughs> That's the rewrite. My friends would never believe it. <laughs> <laughs> like Kathy, what are you doing on that shitbox ship? Holy shit, Kathy, what are you doing here? Jesus. Did you buy that at the gift shop? I can see right through it. What the fuck? Are you fixing the boat's pistons? What is that? Are you, are you repainting the shuffleboard? You just see like in like all like navy blues with a little hat, just like oiling up all the rigs. If my friends could see me now, just like, just like she's oil sleeping all with another face. woman's husband. It just keeps going and going. Now she's driving the ship. She's in like the public restroom with like like a hose around her arm, injecting like heroin. Why are you gonna do everything on that ship? It's everything. amazing. We've recreated New York City in 1979. The sky's the limit on this fun ship cruise. She's got a tiny, a tiny little leather skirt on. She's like a street walker. <laughs> like, what if they did that? If cruise ships went for like a really specific theme. They're like, floor. this is 1970s Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> oh my God. Am I in the red light district of Amsterdam for Sex the next is, seven no, days? Fine. You can All right. It. I think that's actually called the Rainbow Cruise pretty much. Everyone go up. What's it? Rosie O'Donnell had a cruise. Wasn't that the Olivia like a family cruise, cruise or oh, something? That would be Rosie's a night- cruise. I think. Yes, I- and like only families were on. That's a nightmare. That's a cruise ship filled with kids. That's a Disney cruise right there. Well, there's also like the lesbian cruise, and then there's the guy. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The gay cruise. I can't imagine. I would have such an anxiety. As oh my God, you're not meant to go on an no. all gay cruise. I can't. Like- I, on the other hand, am. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think that's where I should be booked. If you go, if I'm going to be on any cruise ship, let it be a gay cruise for seven days. Just caftans as far as the eye can I see. Would just kill myself. <laughs> like, why would anybody even like? Can you imagine if there's a line at the buffet and be like, "What are you doing up here? I'm eating." Put that plate down. If there's a Put buffet that that's down. up there, but there's never any food on it, <laughs> it's just empty tins, just like chafing water, dishes, water, and Adderall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just diet pills. Oh, or you could, did you guys already, did you just wrap up the buffet? What are you talking about? This is the oh, this buffet. Is a, yeah, it's 24 there's hours. some plastic forks and water. Do you want some right. laxatives? Yeah, what? You have to order those. Oh. So yes, this week we're discussing driving. We have some articles, sexy articles that are, are Super driving. sexy. I'm sure this is going to be extra fun. Are, are you ready? Yes. Why don't you die? This is from the Ventura County Star Free Press, Ventura, California. California, eh? 
January 6, 1961. Dear Abby, my wife is 40 and I am 41. We have two children. My wife has had me believing for 22 years that she couldn't drive a car. I'd have to drive her anywhere that she wanted to go. Now get this. I just found out from a very reliable source that she has been driving for 20 miles once a week to meet a certain man while she was supposedly doing the marketing by bus. I am shocked and sick because a sweeter wife never lived. She was a perfect mother, and I never came home to find her gone. What do you think I should do? Signed, in a daze. Sleeping with the enemy. She's taking swimming classes. <laughs> She's packed a bag. <laughs> she, tried to, she tried to flush her wedding ring. She has a huge a roll stup- of hundreds <laughs> and a really shitty wig. She's driving 20 miles an hour. Dear Inn, ask her if the real, sto- the real story is true. Not all reliable sources are reliable. If she's been living a double life, put aside your own hurt and bitterness and do what is best for your family. Forgive her. And having forgiven her, don't mention it again. Ew! <laughs> let, her, let her get away with it. Like, Basically, uh, Abby's the one that she's been having an affair Yeah, she was with. like, so what? So what if she happens to it's enjoy fine. a cigarette? It's fine. We enjoy each been... other. <laughs> I like that. It's more like, well, let's just be happy that she's learned how to drive. Come on. Let's look at the bigger picture here. Yeah, she's boning some guy that you hate. Is she home when you're home? That's fine. But teach a, teach a woman to fish. Like, teach her to drive. At least we have that going for us. And now you are a two-car family. Congratulations. Buy her a car. So she can drive faster. I do love going straight back to sleeping with the enemy. I love that movie. We always go back to it. Why is it our go-to movie? I don't know. Would you ever hook up with the guy that she lived next door to that she hooked up with? The nerdy guy with the the beard. Kevin Anderson? He's got a name. He was also in Broadway's Brooklyn. Brooklyn in the blood. I don't know it. You don't know Brooklyn or you don't know Kevin Anderson? Oh, no, wait. Brooklyn. I know of Brooklyn and I'll... Eden Espinosa. Fun fact. I'll tell you why. The only reason I know Brooklyn... You were in it. I did. No, if I were in it in a second, I'd be thrilled. Brooklyn was the show that occurred in the this little tiny theater, which is no more, because the show that I was in that followed it pretty much shuttered the theater. It was mm. that bad. I was in a musical that was that was a love story set in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Everybody loves that for musical theater. Yes, especially starring Aaron McGuire. It, well, not starring, uh, co-starring. I had to play a pregnant Jewish woman. I mean, look at me. Yeah. I, my face is the map of yeah. Israel, Shit. and uh, they hired me to do this. So I'm, I'm playing a pregnant cousin who was the comic relief in this this musical that was supposed to be a comedy that was that had the worst rhymes ever. I have to I have to talk about this because I like fuck everything. I I just got to tell you all about what this show Please was. Do. It was a really shitty show, and it was done at this little Denver theater. And Brooklyn came in before that, and there were always signs around the theater that was like, Broadway-bound Brooklyn. And we were all laughing, being like, there's no way in hell that's going to go. I mean, look what we are. We were the shitty Israeli show that was supposed to be a comedy. And, uh, like, it had the worst lyrics in the world, and you had to be totally serious when you were singing it. Like the girl who was the lead, she had to go, if I go down to have a sandwich in the cafeteria, my mind should be on tuna, not the threat of an attack by Syria. What 
is happening. Totally serious. <laughs> a line that I had to sing that I could not keep my shit together was, What'd she say? How'd she sound? Did she seem panic-stricken? Avram, pass the chicken. <laughs> and these are the things that are going to flash through my fucking brain on my deathbed. These are the things that are taking up space in my psyche right now. And it was so painful to get through, and we had to be so serious. And as a result, we all just, like, survived a war together, so we're all still such a tight-knit group from to this day. But the way that the, the first end act would end was supposed to be a very dramatic conflict, and one of the lead girls runs off stage, and then you hear a gunshot, and then everybody's supposed to rush to the front of the stage and be like, Grant us the courage! Like, high, high drama. Sure. Everything is leading mm -hmm. up to this. And that gunshot was a cue on a soundboard, obviously. So drama, drama's happening. Ah, oh, conflict, conflict. Girl runs off stage. And instead of hitting the gunshot cue, for some reason, the, the stage manager hit a phone ringing. So it was like, drama, drama, drama. Oh, my God, she ran off stage. And a ring. <laughs> and all of us just froze and... There were only about six people in the audience. The cast outnumbered the audience all the time. And you hear one person in the front row start to laugh hysterically. And then I just lost my mind. I I also had a pregnancy suit on, but I was also dressed like in a in a hijab. It was there was so much going on in the show. That was also the show where in complete darkness, the lead character was supposed to light a candle and then lights were supposed to slowly come up and it was totally silent. Again, not many people are actually seeing this. It's like 10 people in the sure. audience. Someone let one rip in the audience. It was the loudest thing I'd ever heard in the darkness. It's like, lights a candle, silence. Lights come up. And the girl who's the lead is crying on stage because she's laughing so hard because that was all you could hear. All you could hear was someone let one rip. That's... Well, can you imagine if like they farted and like the candle just exploded? <laughs> like, holy shit! <laughs> oh my god, is this the mummy ride? <laughs> just the blast from her farts is like fucking set the whole stage on fire. <laughs> and I was like, if you could make that fart into a word that we could put on a show shirt, that's exactly how this show went. That's my story of Denver. Surprise. <laughs> Had nothing to do with driving. No. But, but fuck that's it. Great. Here, this has something to do with driving. I hope so. I hope so too. The Rapid City Journal, Rapid City, North oh, South Dakota. One of the mm. Dakotas. October 29th, 1973. Driving test should be mandatory after 65. Dear Ann Landers, I am writing about a problem that must be pretty prevalent now that people are living longer and every effort is being made to keep oldsters in good health and involved in the mainstream of life. Dad is 76. He's been driving a car for over 50 years. He's had a few minor accidents, bent fenders, a sudden meeting with a garage door and the like, but nothing to speak of. In the last two years, he has been very lucky. His eyesight is failing and his reflexes have slowed up considerably. I've asked him to give up driving and suggested several alternatives. He becomes furious and accuses me of trying to make an old man out of him. He loves his independence, and I hate to hurt his pride, but when I think of his driving a carload of white-haired ladies to church, I get weak in the knees. Last month, I thought my problem was solved when he told me he had to get his license renewed and would be taking a test. Unfortunately, it was only a written test, and he passed with flying colors. What now? Signed, Worried. Dear W, 
I get this same letter every week at least 10 times, only the signatures are different. The solution lies with the state legislatures. Some already have made the driving test a mandatory part of the renewal procedure for citizens over 65. All states should do so. Ayan! Here's the other thing. So my mom is nearly 90 years old. At the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, I think what you should do, she's like, I can't go anywhere, I can't, can't do anything. I said, at least just drive your car so you get in the practice of, you know, you're not out of practice that you can, you know. Okay. Was she driving signs. a car herself right. before the pandemic? Correct. Okay. And <clears> it was fine. Have you driven in the car with her? Yes. And you don't grip the seats? No. I thought my mom was a very good driver. Oh, okay. Um, but she didn't take my advice. M- most people don't take my advice, which is fine. <laughs> she didn't take my advice. And now it's, you know, we're a year into the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no one wants me to go anywhere. I can't drive anywhere. I'm like, well, you haven't been driving. So you're out of practice. You can't, you know, you can't even put in your um, hearing aid. So I can't imagine what. But you're going to be like behind the wheel of a car. Uh-huh. All I picture is just seeing the knuckles. Mm-hmm. If you're driving behind her, you just see the knuckles on the wheel and no head. What movie was that where it's like the blue haired? Was that Better Off Dead? Where oh. there's like the woman where you just see like the her knuckles and the blue hair? I don't remember. I remember the L.A. story old lady who, who shoots a gun at Steve Martin. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, that. so good. But yeah. Anyway, so I think the the... If you're if you're a great driver and you're into your nineties, great. But yeah. if you don't drive that often, you don't have like those reflexes because it's not just about you; it's about everybody every, around you. Damn it! Who's all, who could be a terrible and mainly driver. people like me who get stuck behind people like you. Well, even like some young people, I don't want to be in a car with. I don't want to be in a car with Jules. Oh, he's not a young people though. A young people. But they don't make you take a driving test. They Again, should, well, you know, they? I remember growing up and w- someone that we went to grade school with, her grandmother accidentally ran over her dad <gasps> at a driving test and killed him. No! Yeah. I didn't expect you to say that. Yeah. Oh, my Terrible. God. Terrible. So she didn't pass? Aaron. <laughs> oh, so this reminds me of a dream that I have. So I've had, I'm, been having these very vivid dreams. And I don't know really the what drugs? this means. I know I'm not on a lot of drugs right now. So my dream the other day was I was in, um, I, I was at my grade school reunion for some reason. I don't go to do reunions. Do people so have grade school I don't reunions? know. I don't know if they do because I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go to my grade like, school. Oh my I God, go to my remember when you bring peanut butter go, in? Uh, like, yeah, what do like, you talk about? Like, I don't know. I haven't spoken to you since kindergarten. I'm assuming that you washed the vomit out of your hair by I now. know. I, do you stop shitting your pants? What yeah, happened? I don't know. Do you still eat your poop? No? Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm at this um, reunion and I'm like having like the time of my life. Um, my friend, my friend Cass, <laughs> well, like my, my friend life. Cassie's in there. So, like, we anytime I would talk to her, we message each other. We just make each other laugh because we have all these little things that she and I remember, like we remember vividly about grade school and people and whatever. So, like, we're laughing and we're like talking about the people that aren't there. I'm like, how come Maggie's not here? Oh my god, she was so blah blah, so integral to our experience <laughs> to our here. second grade life. <laughs> <laughs> And so we're like talking. I think there's like a singer or something. And then my friend Emily, who doesn't go there, 
um, one of my friends that I met here in New York, she's there, but all of a sudden she's starting to turn around. I'm like, what the fuck? She's making out with a 13 year old boy. I'm like, Emily, <laughs> what are you doing? Wait, how old is Emily at this Current point? Current, pre- oh, present okay, age. so not second grade Emily. And then there's some some kind of mini brawl or whatever, and it ends. And um, so I'm like bouncing around table to table, just reminiscing, but I um, uncontrollably levitate every now and again. <laughs> so like, I will like, I'll like, I'll try to fold my legs and I'm like, woo! Like I'll just be spinning around. And after a while, some of the kids that, like the cool kids from grade school, I hope they peaked at that point. I, I think that I'm showing off. I'm like, I really can't control myself. So later I'm like, Emily, have you ever, have you ever like uncontrollably levitated every once in a while? Uncontrollably levitated. And she's like, oh my God, yeah, I do it all the time. I'm like, you do? She's like, I do. I'm like, because I've been levitating, but I, I keep like irritating people by like, I keep doing it. I don't know. So it's, it's like, I'm not trying, levitating. I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to piss anyone off. <laughs> and then cut to, I'm at some kind of graduation ceremony, but um, I think I'm, I don't know. I don't exactly know. It's not my graduation because I remember saying, I remember when I graduated in, at Indiana, it was completely different than this. And I'm trying to race down the stairs, but now I'm only in my underwear and like a cap and gown, but just the gown, no cap. But I'm racing in the, like my black and yellow underwear. I don't know why I have the visual, but I'm like racing down the stairs. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like the very bold because I, I can't believe this is all I'm wearing. <laughs> Whatever drugs you're taking, keep taking them. I, I, I don't know how. Are I you remember writing it. it down? No, I'm telling it on this. You this should. Podcast. I know, baby. I podcast Look, now. this is a dream podcast. <laughs> okay, good. We'll we'll definitely happen, these keep things it. happen all the time. And I was I, so I had to tell my friend Emily. I'm like, so you're in my dream last night, and I levitated. And she's like, what? <laughs> I thought that you were gonna say that she was like, yeah, that sounds about right. No, that's right. right. No, we do levitate. But I like that you kept qualifying it with uncontrollably. Well, like, it's if you like, had the option, you would very casually just Well, do you ever bounce in your dreams? No. So I, this is a thing that happens in my dream. It happens recurring. Okay. Like, I'll be, like, running or whatever, and I'll, like, all of a sudden, I'll, like, you know, uh, make a step, and all of a sudden, I'm, like, up in the air, right? Like, I'm, I'm like, holy shit. I'm You're like, Joseph I, Gordon Levitting. I way. am, like, at the top of the Chrysler building. I'm like, what? This is, how am I going to get down? This holy shit. And then I like, I'm like still running in the air. And then I get down. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so weird. And then I do it again. Is this because we bitch about trampolines a lot? I don't know, but it's very, un- it, it's uncontrollable. <laughs> whatever. But it's so interesting. I have the meaning right here on dreamhawk.com. Oh. The bouncing of something in your dream, in this case, your body, mm-hmm. can be a threat of something trying to reach you or of a means of coming to your attention. Uh-huh. Example. Experience of bouncing in my dreams is quite common. Control the ability. Control of the ability of the bounce is completely within my power. Great exhilaration is felt in releasing realizing this ability. So when you can control the bounce, something's in your power, but you can't control the bounce. No, I can't. There's no, I can't control the bounce. If my friends could see me now bouncing up and down. This is like a Gloria Estefan song waiting to happen. I'm begging you. <laughs> Jim missed it when we played the entire Carnival Cruise song. Which was too fun. 
fucking hours long. Jesus, Kathy Lee. She's like, I've written about 20 different lyrics to this, and you guys are going to record every last one of them because you've got me here filming this commercial for three days. So, Kathy, let me get this straight. Um, this is from Sweet Charity? Yes. You know what happens at the end of it, right? Oh! So, okay. Okay, just, so that's good. Just, just, okay. I just want to let you know where the Look, origin I, I, comes from. It was either this or Anna Tevka. <laughs> I just picked one. <laughs> The object, something that bounces can represent a person, object, or situation that seems flexible, active, reactive, resilient. I don't know. I think you need to look into this bouncing thing. I don't know. Well, it was bouncing and levitating, so maybe it was the Dua Lipa song. I don't know. (laughs) I don't don't really remember, you know, the song so much, but. But Dua knows you. She does. I'm sorry. Should I call you Miss Lipa? (laughs) Do it to me one more, more time. time. Leapers never enough. Well, you were taking a leap of faith. I have another article. Wait, is that my article or your article? It's your article. It's my article. It's your time. Your time down here. It's my time. It's my, my time I'm down speaking. here. I'm speaking. Hello, I have the talking stick. This is from the independent record, Helena, Montana, June 2nd, 1988. Mm. Driving record, not so good. Dear Abby, what do you do when you know you're a terrible driver, but I have to drive? I can't afford to take a cab everywhere, and the bus system where I live is inadequate. I am 22 and have been driving for four years. In that time, I've had one major accident. Both cars totaled, no serious injuries, thank God, and three minor but expensive accidents. And I can't count the number of near misses. My insurance rate is sky high, and my reputation as a driver is terrible. Abby, I am an intelligent, competent woman— But when I get behind a wheel, I tend to screw up. I never drink and drive. I do play the radio, only moderately loud, but I never fiddle with it while the the car is moving. I almost always drive alone, so it's not that I get involved in conversation and take my mind off the road. I can't figure out why I make such awful errors in judgment. Please help me before I kill somebody. Oh, my God. Signed, Loretta. (laughs) Of course her name's Loretta. (laughs) Loretta from Montana. Dear Loretta. Even though you have a license to drive, I think you should take a course in driver's education in order to improve your driving. In the meantime, you can minimize your risk by riding to and from work with a coworker and anywhere else with a friend when possible. And when you absolutely must drive, concentrate 100% on your driving. P.S. Have, che- have you checked your vision yet? Your reflexes? Your death perception? My hat is off to you for recognizing a serious problem and wanting to do something about it. Our hospitals and cemeteries are filled with people who are there because somebody shouldn't have been driving. But did. Yeah. Jesus. I, um, please, drive on the streets of New Jersey for about two <laughs> seconds, and every time somebody crazy drives by us, which is more and more often lately, I don't know why, it's like suddenly things are open and people are driving like assholes just mm-hmm. to get somewhere fast. And every time someone drives by, my Jules says, like my grandfather always said, everyone's in a rush to get to the cemetery. And then I punch him in the head and I say, let me drive, because I don't trust you anymore. My dad always said, oh, uh what was it? Oh, and I can't remember. Someone's got to make the donuts. No, st- stop touching yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that was just my dad would always say, "You don't want to talk to me. You don't have anything to say." Um, <laughs> no, he's like driving so fast to get to a red light. My father says the same thing. Maybe it's like just what happens when you become a dad. Well, I think it's you're a teenager and you're just like, let's go. Like, yeah. Slow down. It's a red light. Oh, my God. Speeding up for a red light. I have no tolerance for the people who do the honk as soon as the light turns green. 
Like the light just turned green. I did. I was in the process of taking my foot off Mm -hmm. of the brake to get to the gas. But in that millisecond, it's the New Jersey honk. It's the, it's like, okay. Oh, are, are you, are you a fucking heart surgeon right now? Huh? Are you a brain surgeon? Do you need to get somewhere so fast that this millisecond is life and death? It does nothing for me. Nothing. Have you ever I, seen the movie Better Off Dead? When I love Better Off Dead. For here we are, lame minds. That's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> they learn to speak English from Howard Cosell. <laughs> God, that's a good movie. I need to whip it out again. It's so good. Lame minds. Oh my God. Let me tell you what. First of all, really, like driving on the streets of New Jersey is like driving in Fallujah. The, every other- It's awful. It's potholes, but it's crazy drivers. It's really intense. Everybody is in a crush around you. And if you notice, like, the amount of people who are driving cars that are made from other pieces of cars is bigger here in every other state. It's like, oh, he drives a, a Volvo, but it has the, the window of a Camry and the hood of a Miata. <clears throat> like, it's everything is pieced together. Nobody it's is like the fuck. car in Animal House. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, it's like the um, Dr. Teeth, you know, big car from Manhattan. You know, it's just like there's people hanging out of the side of it. Things are written on the side. And it's so, whenever I drive out of the city, it's much more relaxing. Yeah. And you can tell it in the highway signs always. So you're going from state to state, and the further up north you get, all the highway signs are cute poems. It's like, mm-hmm. text and drive, you'll stay alive. And and then you pass over to New Jersey, and literally the signs are like, put your fucking phone down, you <laughs> cock. Stop it. Pay attention to the roads, dick. COVID is still a risk, ass. Like, all of the signs are no so No more angry. roadhead, dickhead. <laughs> Put the hot dog out of your mouth and pay attention to what the fuck you're doing. Like, oh my God, can they say fuck on this thing? Who's typing this out? Like, it's a really angry guy. I'm talking to you, Red. Holy shit. Jesus, that's specific. My God. And when. But I'm not a natural. Oh my, how did he know? You're a brunette, bitch. Wait, I just wanted to know, is this Route 280? Call off. Oh, I will. Oh, Jesus. Route 78 is so angry today. And when I feel, when we leave the state of New Jersey and New York, these states, and you go elsewhere, you can feel the tempo change. And you feel the hate drain out of you. Like when Mm -hmm. we'll go to New Hampshire and you, like the pace, everything. You're like, wow, there's people who live without shitting their pants every two minutes because of the pace of things. Isn't that amazing? I know. And it's shocking. When you come back in, it is like jumping on a moving treadmill. It's, It's just, it's so aggressive and it takes me a while to get back into the tempo of driving on the streets of new jersey it's exhausting i hate to interrupt but Uh-oh. i do have like an add brain okay i thought you were gonna say you have to poop i i already did mm. in the chair um so i was reading something about elizabeth perkins and she was on watch what <gasps> happens live with um Andy Cohen. Oh, yes. You told me about that. Did I? A little. But let me see. Yeah, it was last what? week. Did I don't... And she said that there was an... Oh, no, no, wait. You... I am literally bleeding <laughs> from the brain. What? It's from one thing to the next because didn't she say it was... Big was supposed to be with Robert De Niro? Yes. Yes. I didn't tell you this, though. No, I read this. I read this, that it was originally, it was supposed to be Robert De Niro. And it was a much darker movie. Can you... Shock. 
fucking imagine the piano scene with Robert De Niro? No. And Robert Loja? No, like it, it, it would probably be the most depressing. What if he It'd was like, like, only minor keys, only minor. I want to do a dirge. <laughs> How different what? would the song be? I'm not dancing on that fucking thing. I'm not dancing on that, no. No, I'm, I'm not, not going jumping to on the bed. I'm not, I'm, not those, I'm not wearing those pajamas. I'm not going to be on trampoline with, no. I don't do that. How dark would that be? Like the relationship between Mercedes Rule. Oh my God! And Robert De Niro in your living room in your kids' clothes. He's like, Ma, I just want to call. <laughs> I just want to call. Say hello. Can you picture Ma? Billy Kopecky. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I refuse to believe that that's real. That that really ever happened. I love Elizabeth. And what else did he get? He was, then he got like taxi driver. He got something like really heavy. He, no, he just, I forgot what else he did. He's like, I can't, I gotta do Meet the Foggers. Uh, oh my God. Yet, I loved him in those movies. So maybe he's more versatile than we give him credit. I only like the one. He's not quite right for Josh Baskin. He's not quite, quite right to play anybody named Josh. No. All right. I have one final article from the Daily Republic, Mitchell, South Dakota. Everything we picked is in the middle of America. <laughs> I don't know what this is about. I don't know. November 17th, 1977. Drivers warned about Wyoming. Oh. I know. I didn't know. Dear Ann Landers, since you live in Illinois, you will probably be ashamed to print this letter, but I'm going to give it a try. According to the National Safety Council, Illinois drivers are very nearly the worst in the United States. Massachusetts gets first place. Yeah, baby. Or last, depending on how you look at it. A Boston driver has to pay $839 a year to insure a medium-sized car with a $200 deductible clause. Oh, I miss those days of those prices. That means the owner of the car has to pay for $200 in repairs. Yeah, thanks for explaining deductible. <laughs> A Chicago driver pays about 525 for a policy with a $100 deductible clause. Wyoming is the most dangerous state to drive in. New Mexico is second. The reason for this is that people tend to drive faster in rural states because there are more wide-open spaces. Guess which city has the most accidents? It's Houston, with Detroit second and Chicago third. The most dangerous time of day for driving is between 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. The most hazardous months are December and January. Most accidents occur because a driver refused to yield to the right of way. The number two cause, tailgating. The safest drivers in the country are in Keene, New Hampshire, and Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The reason I am writing this letter is because it happens. I happen to be a statistics buff and thought maybe others who read you might like to know. It pays to be careful if they plan on driving through Illinois or Massachusetts. Signed, Phoenix fan or fucking nerd. <laughs> Dear fan, it pays to be careful no matter where you drive. I called the National Safety Council to check your statistics and they, and they are right on. I was told to add 79% of the accidents are what traffic police call fender benders and only 03 involve loss of life. That's encouraging. And... Not as many people are dying from you asshole drivers as I thought. But hey. I just wanted to make sure, so I double-checked with all my friends. <laughs> and I called all the councils. Council on Aging. I don't know any other council. Um, Listen, Montana, bitch. Montana. I would drive fast, too, if there's a... Fuck it. Who's going to stop me, a cow? I don't care. 
I do want to go to Wyoming, though. In a weird way, I want to go to Wyoming and Montana. Those are on my bucket mm. list, but like low on my bucket list. Yeah, they're low on mine. I, I want to go on a carnival cruise to Wyoming. I want to go on a carnival cruise. <laughs> if they could see me now. Just if they're revamping that commercial. They'd never believe it. <laughs> my friends would definitely never believe it. You know, my Jules prides himself on multitasking while he drives. He would. It's often a bragging right, and I'm like, hmm. no, but you suck at all of these things. Oh, when he nice. talks about the fact that he learned how to drive a stick, which, first of all, I can't. I can't. At a certain age, if you did not grow up driving a stick, you should not drive a stick. Okay. I say this because when I first moved out to Jersey, he was driving a mom van. He had like a Subaru Forester, but it was like really sturdy. It was his lesbian lover car. Mm. And it was a stick. So the only way that I could get around was to learn how to drive said stick. And I went to go pick him up. From I learned how to do it. It was painful. I hated the process of it. I don't want to know how to push one thing down and make another thing go while I'm spinning a plate and making a pancake and mm-hmm. filling up ice sure. cube. is way too much shit. I just want to put it in drive and I want to go. But I begrudgingly learned how to drive this fucking thing. Exhausting. And uh, I went to go pick him up from the train station. And I was so proud that I actually learned how to do this. Then some bee blasted through a blinking red and a stop sign not paying attention and she flew in front of me and I got in an accident like maybe a mile from the train station so I side swiped her so it looked like I was the one who messed up and I was like no 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 I actually did the right thing I was doing the right thing I had the right she had the stop sign so she ultimately ended up being like in in trouble for it like her insurance paid or whatever i don't understand how insurance works i'm just like but i totaled the car maybe this was my way of manifesting an automatic transmission because it was gone not to mention the fact that since i just thought i was going to grab him and come back i was in my pajamas my pajamas were a wife beater with no bra so now the cops the firemen all these people come and I am holding my arms over my nips to talk to them. And they're probably like, this chick. I'm like, oh, and I just, I'm, I'm wearing a see-through shirt. Wait, I can't. So which lady were you talking to? I was talking to Nipples McGuire. <laughs> I was talking to that little boy over there. I don't know. He's only 13. He shouldn't have been driving to begin with, but my God. I was talking to Kathy Rigby over there. She was, uh. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kerry Strug is driving the other car. I had a heart attack. The, the sound and the sensation and the, like, knowing that. You have no control over this moment in time when you're spinning out because both the cars spun mm. out. Oh, my God. And then I just, I was like, I'm going to puke. I'm just going to, and I was about to start rehearsal for a show. And I remember being like, I have to be okay to be in Susical. Like, <laughs> yes, Miss Hepburn, we'll get you to Susical. Okay, can you get me a sweatshirt because these nipples are hard. It's very cold out, and I'm wearing wife beater. Could you help me out with a blanket? Can someone call Spencer? He's still at the train station, <laughs> waiting for me. It was drama. Drama! Oh, my God, we've actually talked about, like, a lot of driving today. We yeah, actually were topically we accurate, yeah. you know, except for the Carnival Cruise, which is... Carnival has the fun. It does have the fun. But you know what else has fun? What? Instagram, Instagram mail. mail Instagram, Instagram mail. mail If 
They could see me now writing the Instagram mail. Writing kinds of shit and drinking some shit. And still eat more crab legs than you should. They'll never believe it. Get your shuffleboards out, baby. It's time for Instagram mail. Write to us online, dearpodofficial at gmail.com with any of your advice questions that you may want answered on the air or hit us up on dearpodofficial on Instagram. Slide into our DMs. Ask us anything you may have your question answered by us two jacasses. So let's do it. I gained 20 pounds here on the Spunship Cruise. I'm eating chili every night and bring drinking booze. <laughs> That's all it rhymes with cruise in my mind. Booze. Flues. <laughs> Coos. I can't get off the ship because I have I'm the a- flu. Someone <laughs> ate a bat and we can't get off. And anyway. now the H1N1 gave me the cough. I know. <laughs> I'm getting hot. <laughs> I'm just always looking for the rhyme. I just I always want it. I just want it. All I can say is, wow, here I'm stuck on this boat. <laughs> I can't stop shitting myself. <laughs> Did you know my shit floats? <laughs> <laughs> they can't dock the boat because we're all going to die. If my... Anyway. <laughs> Something to do with mine. I can't do it anymore. Dear Pod, I was recently invited to the wedding of my friend's ex-boyfriend. They've broken up about two years ago. I became good friends with him when the two were dating and consider them both pals, close pals. Should I go to the wedding and just not tell her? What if she finds out that I went? I don't want to miss out on this day for fear of what she might think, but I don't want to upset her. Signed, Hamstrung. Dear Ham, well, like my friend Ed Asner used to say after a key party at B. Arthur's house, you can't please everybody. Just be firm with your decision, and if your friend asks if you went, tell him. And if it comes up after the wedding, stick to your guns and say, yeah, I went, and we're still alive. No harm done. You aren't picking sides. You are an adult and making an adult decision. Listen, if we bounced along in life trying not to break a few eggs, we would all die of starvation. Side note, it's your goddamn life. If this was a good friend, she wouldn't make you feel bad about this. And if she does, tell her to stand behind your car at the Piggly Wiggly and throw it in reverse. Go to the wedding. Have a good time and wish the happy couple the best. And when your friend asks how the bride look, say she couldn't hold a candle to you. Even if that's the greatest lie you've ever told. Oh, what kind advice. Kind wisdom. Kind. You have kind eyes. Here's what Anne has to eyes. say. Dear Ham. We both went with a dear Ham. <laughs> I'll do dear Strong. <laughs> As most men in Hollywood will tell you, it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. And like I tell my jewels on hog-tying ass-spanking night, what you can't see can't hurt you. If you want to go, go! I personally would rather eat my fist than attend a wedding right now. And if your friend is aware that you've maintained a friendship with Mr. X, then she shouldn't have a problem with you attending his wedding. In theory. But in the words of every 1980s hack comic, bitches be crazy. If you give her the heads up that you're planning on attending this soiree, don't be surprised if she gets tighter than my spanks after a pancake breakfast. Women are evil and we play the long game when it comes to righting our perceived wrongs. My great-grandmother lived till 106 with Irish Alzheimer's. She forgot everything but the grudges. When she finally exacted revenge on a friend who she believed stole 
her Tom Jones album, she released her death grip on this mortal coil. Her last words were, I was right. Cynthia was an asshole. You're a grown-ass woman who doesn't need the permission of another grown-ass woman to attend an event. Go and have fun! But if you feel like you must tell her you're thinking of going, I recommend doing so over a handle of gin and a room with no sharp edges. Good luck, shitty friend, and find a cave to hide in if she finds out. Ayan! Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, it's almost That's wedding fun. season. Yeah. Maybe we should do weddings again. It's It's been a minute since we've talked yeah. weddings. Weddings. Before we do our, you know, we are rapidly approaching our two-year mark here. I'm aware of that. Good people. If you want to, write to us and let us know what you think of the show, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or dearpodofficial on your Insta. Let us Review know. It. Review yes. it. Yes. Review it. Oh, my Ladies God. Ladies and gentlemen. Since we're on iHeartRadio, we're on Stitcher, we're on Apple Podcast, we're on Spotify, please review us. We're on everything but your face. It only takes a second just to give us a thumbs up and say, you should fucking listen to these assholes. They make me laugh and nearly drive off the road. I stop slapping my kids because I'm laughing so hard. And when you're not reviewing us on Yelp, then leave us a five-star review anywhere else in the world. Yeah. You should be able to Yelp us. If you can Yelp the Empire State Building, if you can Yelp a bridge... Yeah. I think you can yelp crack out. I'm definitely going to yelp the people that fixed my car this morning. Yeah. And that's going to be like screaming into the Grand Canyon. It's yeah, going to be a pointless endeavor. I know. But there's so much negativity. I just want to spread some positivity and joy. Uh, spread some ne- Oh, wait. Uh, wait. What would be positive? Oh, who fixed your car? Oh, yeah, fixed they it. fixed my car. Oh, they fixed your I also car. didn't know that you could get used tires, but that's a side note. Uh, like, would you like uh, would you like some that. used tires? I'm like, that's like, hey, we've got these used condoms. If you can't afford the the real one, the new one, I'm like, yeah, I'll take the used condom. Why I think not? I'm just gonna get the. I'm like, what's the difference? Well, this is sixty bucks. I want to roll the dice. I'm like, I'm just gonna. Whenever go you it. see a used condom, it's always around a place where you're like, what happened here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a shop right. Wow. wow, that is some sexually active child. Why is it on the slide? This is in a Walgreens parking lot. You couldn't wait to... Re- well, the mood is really, set. Yeah. Really, wow. condoms? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Right next to this dumpster. It's going to be condoms and masks now, so it's everything is going to look like a, a sexy, shitty hospital. Condom. Condom. Condom anyway. masks. All right, then, you know, we got to do one final thing, and then we'll send ourselves on our merry way. It's... <laughs> Time for specialty cocktail, specialty drink. I'm standing on the pool deck and drinking all the day. I hooked up with a guy, but I think he is gay. I don't think there's liquor in any of the shit, but I'm fucking like mad and I don't give a shit. (laughs) I'm on the stupid ship and we ain't going nowhere. I think that's Kathleen for telling me shit. <laughs> She's everywhere on the ship. I cannot get away from her. I tried to take her. a shit, and then there she is. <laughs> Sing while I'm taking a dump. Hey, Kathy Lee, get out of my bathroom right now. Well, this week's specialty cocktail is better than monkey's brains. It's the Greyhound. As James Ooh. Jules Ferris always said, there's nothing like leaving the driving to somebody else 
when coming into the big city. It's true, damn it. This is very simple, straightforward, and I really like this cocktail. It's one and a half ounces of vodka and four ounces grapefruit juice. Ooh, it's good for what ails you. It's gonna clean you right out. Here's the, here's the instructions of what to do. Ready? His instructions. Pour together into an iced highball glass. Period. Here's his tasting notes. This drink was officially called the Greyhound in print by Harper's Magazine in 1945. It was called a Greyhound because it was a supposedly popular cocktail at Greyhound bus stations at a restaurant chain called Post House. I love the fact that bus stations were pushing cocktails before you got on the bus to take your mind off how crappy the driver was. <laughs> and could your cocktail be simpler? Two ingredients, one glass, and you. Hey! You want to throw some gin in here instead of vodka? Go right ahead. I'm not going to get in the way of your happiness. Do you want to salt the rim of this drink before you knock it back? Go ahead. And you, my friend, are now enjoying the salty dog. How can one two-ingredient gift bring so much happiness? Another question to ponder is, how can one short, balding, adorable producer bring his listening audience quality content week after week with little to no help of his two extremely needy hosts? What the fuck? Dick! <laughs> the world may never know. Cheers! I hate that. I never read it ahead of time. Otherwise, I would know. See, he's making me say shit. I'm Ron Burgundy. I am the Ron Burgundy of this And my operation. tiny nipples went to France. What? <laughs> Officer, I really need a sweatshirt. Do you remember that in Bruce Almighty? When he's trying to... He plays God, like Jim Carrey's I God. love Bruce Almighty and in a he, weird way. And then he's like rewriting the... The teleprompter for Steve Carell. Oh, yes, yes. And my tiny nipples went to France. What? Uh, Just read the teleprompter. Okay. That actually was like before Anchorman. So I wonder Mm -hmm. if that was like a jumping off point for Anchorman. Steve Carell was involved in both. Or how about when Jennifer Aniston, God, my boobs look really big. Oh, really? Oh. um, Best use of Morgan Freeman. Really liked that movie in a strange way. I like that. I like this. I do too. See, this is my kind of drink. Yeah. I like a simple beverage, two ingredients, slap you in the face, load it up with vodka, call it a day. Yeah, if my friends could see me now. They'd never believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Kathy Lee, what are you doing in my bed? Stop going through my clothes. If my friends could see me now. She's like riding your husband. If my friends could see me now. Oh, shit. Get off of him, Kathy Lee. Aren't you supposed to be repaving the poop deck? Wait, going back real quick to driver's ed. Uh, you know, you you got fancy Elwanda Greer's school of driving. I like the fact that you think that she's fancy. Fancy compared to what I got. My homeroom teacher taught me how to drive. It is a goddamn miracle that anybody is still alive on the streets. I think the way you learn best is to drive in Boston, where everything is a half round. Oh. Yeah, everything is like on an arc. And if you can survive driving in Boston, it's just like survival of the fittest. I do remember the guy who, like, it. you have to be a really specific person to want to be a driver's ed teacher. You have to put your life in your hands every time. You must just not like your life. No. Oh, God, yeah, if you're, no. But I do also remember the guy who was the teacher teacher. Like, I had my driver's ed teacher, but then there was, like, the practical teacher, the guy who would drive. It was always a shitty, like, brownish Corolla that would show up, and you'd get in, and he would sit in the passenger seat and and talk to me about his thermos all the time. So I'm driving around. I'm trying to learn how to parallel park. This guy couldn't be less help. He, he was like, what's his name from Office Space? Who was like, you took my stapler. Mm-hmm. It, it was, he looked exactly <laughs> like that guy. 
and he was obsessed with his thermos. That's all I remember. Every time he'd be like, thermoses are amazing. It keeps the hot stuff hot and the cold stuff cold. And I'm like, can you teach me how to break? <laughs> because I, I don't care about a thermos, but okay. Why was that sure? Sure.